Hebrews 11, chapter 1. It would only be fitting that this morning I would be speaking on faith. I wouldn't, I didn't know what was going to be happening here today, but all I've been hearing about is faith, faith, faith. And, and even when I walked there, I was speaking and praying, Father, those that are losing their faith. He was praying right on for what God's word is here today. Then we were singing about faith and talking about faith. And when I was putting the sermon together, as I said, I've been gone. And I, I put about three, four sermons together that I was working on. And the other three is the ones that I wanted to speak. But God would not allow me to get away from this one. I like the other ones because to me they were a bit more juicier to me. More, more profound to me. You know, more, that's kind of like to come, you know, through left field and stuff. This one, real simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, Steve. And God kept telling me, kiss. He kept kissing me. And I said, oh, God, I want to, you know, I'm done. I want to come back. And faith, faith. Because I believe some of you, you have been losing your faith. And throughout the evening, this morning, I, I could do God just minister to me. There's individuals here, you need to hear this sermon. Faith comes by hearing. And you got to be open. You got to be for real today. Some of you have been losing your faith. We're going we're gonna to pray for you before we take communion. That God's faith inside of you would surface and rise. Hebrews 11, 1, down to verse 3. Now, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Father, I pray you have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Evidence for the defense. Article number one is faith. Now abideth faith, hope, and love. Of course, the greatest is love, but number one is faith. We need faith in our lives. In the neighborhood, the translation for the word faith is the word that we call guts. That's really what it is. Okay, I've assessed this. I've cut it up in the Greek, the Hebrew, and the neighborhood slang. Hallelujah. Uh, which is guts. And in the neighborhood, the individuals really that received and attained the most notoriety, so to speak, were the ones that had the most guts. Guts. Heart. And the same principle applies in the spiritual, in, in Christianity. Those that are able to display faith. Uh, those are the ones that God raises up in due season. See, we read here in Hebrews 11.1, 1, but Matthew 9.29 also says that Christ said, according to your faith, be it what? Then faith is so important. Faith is such a vital commodity in Christianity. Because whatever, you know, be it done to you according to your faith. I hope there's faith in this place here today. I've often said before that your carte blanche in ministry is faith. Faith is your carte blanche in ministry. Carte blanche is a French word, oui, oui, monsieur, for blank check. In other words, faith is your blank check in ministry, in marriage, and in life. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say, and anything can be done for you and through you. Faith is your carte blanche in ministry. Uh, you don't really need money. Money will come and go. Uh, but faith, uh, who can find it? Mm. 
So faith is important that we, we understand how the important faith is. Faith can take a 24-year-old nobody from nowhere, California, and set his feet on a large room and take him all around the world. I want to say that again just in case somebody missed that. Faith can take a 24-year-old nobody from nowhere, California, and take him halfway around the world and back. Mm, faith can do that. Uh, but take away any individual's faith, and you can also pretty much write that person's life out as a loss if you take away their faith. You take away an individual's faith, you can pretty much notch up, chalk up that individual's life as a loss, as, a, as zero. Nothing because you've taken away such an important commodity. Somebody once said that, and I like this. An atheist is a person who has no invisible means of support. I want to repeat that one. An atheist is a person, an individual, who has no invisible means of support. Invisible. Because faith is invisible. Uh, you have no, no means of support whatsoever. Now, let me quote you a few verses from Hebrews 11. Okay? Keep it there in Hebrews 11. Oh, by the way, many of my sermons, I rarely give you a whole bunch of scripture like I'm going to do today. Most of my sermons I use one, two, three, few scriptures, and, I, and I, I use them as a springboard to preach and expound on them. Today I'm going to give you so much scripture, it's going to be coming out of your ears. Uh, because faith comes by hearing, and some of you need your faith to surface here today. So we're going to have a lot of scripture. Hallelujah. So I hope you're ready. Hebrews 11, verses 33, 34, and then back to 29. Then 29. Hebrews 11, 33. 34 and then 29. Who through faith, we're talking about individuals here, Samson, Barak, Samuel, David, Jephthah, says in verse 32, the prophets. And then verse 33 says, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, they quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. Hmm. Anybody used to be on drugs? Claim that one. Whose weakness was turned to strength. And who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Verse 29. Go back to verse 29. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were what? How many have ever seen the Ten Commandments? Every powerful movie. Next to the Cross of the Switchblade is probably the most, most powerful Christian movie ever. Uh, I like the cross and the switchblade. That's our roots. But it says there who through faith Israel was able to cross the Red Sea as through dry ground. And you've seen it with Cecil B. DeMille. Ooh, Moses. Moses. Uh, they're doing the Soul Train Bristol's stomp through the as dry ground. Moses. Oh, Moses. You know. But when the people that were not of God, when they tried it, what happened to them? Why? Because they didn't do it by, they didn't have faith. That's what happens when you don't have faith, you drown. But when you have faith, you can almost do anything. No, not almost, you can do anything. God has placed upon your heart. Evidence for the defense. But these people will drown because they didn't, they didn't do it in faith. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Uh, that's what the Bible says. 
Without faith, you can't even please God. Hebrews 11.6 also says. See, faith is the ladder, the bridge, the vehicle that can take any Christian to his or her desired or required destination. I'm going to say that again. Faith is the ladder, the bridge, the vehicle that can take you and I, any Christian, to your desired or required destination. How do you get there? By faith. Get on. Get on. Uh, see, the Christian lives in two worlds. First of all, the seen, the visible. Then secondly, the unseen, the invisible. I've said it before. When you're not a Christian, it's about, you know, life is like 50% visible, 50% un invisible. But when you become a Christian, faith, uh, you know, life is like 75% invisible and 25% visible. Now, according to Hebrews 11 and the epistle of James, faith, in order to be genuine, in order to be real, faith must turn the invisible into the visible. That's what, in order for it to really be faith. In other words, you've got to do some stuff. It has to have the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance. It's tangible. It's concrete. It's something you can taste and, and touch. It comes to fruition. It's not, it's not magic. David Copperfield ain't got no faith. Uh, he need, if, unless he has Jesus, but he don't, I don't think. Uh, but he, with the Lord, he could do more stuff. Hallelujah. Uh, but David Copperfield ain't got nothing on a Christian. Really. Look at James chapter 2. James chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 14, 17 through 19, 24 to 26. A lot of Bible. A lot of Bible. And I even read some, some of James here as well earlier. It turns the invisible into the visible. James 2, beginning in verse 14. It says there... What good is it, my brothers? That was God talking to Aniva. My brother? If a man claims to have faith, but has no deeds, can such faith save him? Jim down to verse 17. In the same way, faith by itself. If it is not accompanied by what? Actions. It's dead. But someone will say, you have faith? I have deeds, James says. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God? Good, even the demons believe. And shudder. Verse 24. You see that a person is justified by what he does, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As a body without spirit is dead, so faith without deeds also is dead. See, faith is a confident commitment and it's a, a, a noble adventure. That's what it is. A confident commitment. You're going to go on, go on, go on. Irregardless of the storm. You're going to need faith because the Christianity is going to be a lot of storms. Uh, if you didn't know it, gang girls are going to have a lot of storms. Uh, gang guys are going to be a lot of storms. Uh, son has been a Christian almost all his life. Well, you're going to be a lot of storms, my son. Well, a lot of those storms, when you go through them, a lot of blessings. Now, we remain indoors for a night. Hallelujah. But joy comes in the morning. One famous Japanese Christian, and by the way, there's not a whole lot of famous Japanese Christians. He said this, and I like it. He says, I am God's gambler. Upon him I have wagered everything. 
I'm God's gambler. Upon him, I have wagered everything, my all, and his all. Now, let me give you a few things that faith is, or better still, should I say, that faith does. Number one, faith does. Faith is or faith does. Faith dares. I don't mean choosing you off. Hey, I dare you. Come on, hey. No. See, real faith is daring. Real faith risks. I said before, let me just pause to say it here now. There's three kinds of churches. Caretakers, where everything is same old lame old. Caretaker church. Okay? Where the, the, that church, every, every, you know, just a caretaking church. Everything is just same old, same old. Bringing in the sheaves. Well, you can pretty predict everything, you know. You just want to maintain, maintainers. Survival is the, is the order of the day. Just make it a, oh, hope you get to church. Uh, huh? Then you have the undertakers. They're already dead. How do you, everybody's an undertaker. I guess, yes. Whatever's clever forever. Uh, it's dead. May as well bury it. Then you have the risk takers. Guess what kind of church you belong to? That's right. You belong to this church. Uh, it's risk taking church. Uh, anyways, faith dares. It risks. Faith can be detected through courage. Faith is always heroic. Are you with me? It's always heroic. That's how you can spot it. Acts 15.26 says that Paul and Barnabas, their credentials in ministry were that they had hazarded or risked their lives for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ. They had hazarded their lives. They risked their lives. That's how you can spot individuals, their credentials in ministry is when they're hazarding their lives. You're going to church again? And, and then you're going to go again tonight and on Wednesdays? You know, we were at a seminar the other day at the Fremont First Assembly. And John Maxwell had rented the place to be there. You know what? And I believe the secular people outnumbered the, the Christian people at that seminar. A lot of us went. That was odd. Because he's getting a real heavy secular falling because he's this real bright guy. Real bright individual. To me, it's like, man, this should have been, place could have been packed with Christians because this guy's the dynamic, most dynamic Christian teaching leader in the planet. And he was there, we were there, and he was talking, you know, his, you know, stuff that he brings out. But he noticed that the secular people outnumbered the Christian people. Then all of a sudden he stops and he says, you know, I know that some of you that are don't, you, you belong to a corporation, a company, uh, or, or, or some kind of a business, and you're not Christian. And you, I think you've noticed now that I'm giving you Christian ideals, Christian principles. He says, well, by the way, he says, in your, where, where you work, in your field, your field's pretty easy. If you don't come to work, you don't get no check. Ah, and you know, you, 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 your whole force and motivation is, is, is that money. He says, well, Christianity is, is, is harder, he said. Because in this corporation called church, we don't, you don't come here because we're going to give you money. You come here because you're going to give us money. He says, try that one out for size. Uh, let me go on. I don't know why I decided to say that. <laughs> but it's a fact. Uh, they hazarded their lives for the sake of the gospel. Paul and Barnabas did. See, one can have a mountain of gospel knowledge in his head. 
But that mountain doesn't add up to a hill of beans without any actions of faith. You can have all the knowledge of, of, of the gospel and, and the epistles and the, all that stuff, but it doesn't amount to a hill of beans, that mountain of knowledge, if you're not putting nothing into action. Ah. Faith is measured by your actions. And actions that can get the, you know, actions get the attention of the devil. Uh, not your knowledge, because the devil don't know what you're thinking. Uh, but actions. That's why Anibal was saying, this, this church here, we're, we're hitting the devil upside the head. That's action. This church, when we put our finances together, my goodness. Uh, this is a world-shaking church, if you don't know it. Uh, we're, we have short arrows here, we have middle arrows, and we got long arrows. Not a lot of churches have long arrows. By that we mean we can send people halfway, or halfway around the world and they're going to be all right. We might even do it to you. We'll pick up an offer and just send you. I'm just kidding. Don't get scared. Ah. But many of you could make it. But you don't even know it. You've been discipled here by some good stuff here. How are you going to get Jerome coming and Al coming? Ah, you got some stuff here. But faith with action, it gets the devil's attention. Let me ask you something. When's the last time the devil heard your name? Because when you have actions of faith, you know, I'll say probably today, probably today. You know why? Because he said, Richard's coming to church. Somebody told him, no, he hasn't been to church in a long time. He's going to hear a sermon on faith. Oh, no. The devil heard me, saw me writing my notes yesterday, so he knows. Ah. Uh, but by and large, the devil don't hear that name, your name too often. Maybe once a month. Ah. When's the last time the devil heard your name? Because he'll say, Paul, I know. Barnabas, I know. Nikki Cruz, I know. Lenny, I know. And he's getting married. Oh, my God, he's going to double his trouble. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah. I'm the devil. Josie, I know. Ah. And not only does God know Aniva, but I do too, the devil says. Ah, uh, but how about your name? When's the last time you mentioned your name? Ah, uh, the second thing that faith is, first of all, it risks, it's daring. Secondly, faith is creative. It's creative. It makes things happen. Action Jackson, hallelujah. See, and by being creative, I mean that it takes faith and persistence for the inventor of polio, the, the polio vaccine, to stay the course until there was a cure. Stay with me now. Don't let me lose you. Faith is creative. There was a thing called polio years ago. Many of you don't know about it because somebody stayed the course by faith. I believe his name was Salk. He stayed the course until. I always title this sermon until because faith stays until the job is done. That's what faith does. Until. We're going to we're going to Keep going on by faith until them walls are down. Until there's a 20,000 feet square foot out of time here. Until. Faith is until the job gets done. And then it goes looking for more. Don't think that once we're done here, we're done. Until. No. Until looks for more until's. To till. Hallelujah. Uh, because we're going we're gonna to be sending people all over Budapest. Got to put that city in my Budapest hungry. Ah. Uh, Attila the Hun was, man, he was hungry. We're hungry for hungry. Hallelujah. Give me some tacos in hungry. Hallelujah. Uh, matter of fact, the guy that was 
one of the main leaders of the Mexican mafia, who wasn't even a Mexican. Joe Morgan, he was, hun he was Hungarian. Attila uh, the Hung, we're headed towards Hungary. Uh, trust me. See, the creation of this building is going to be people that they're going to have to exhibit faith. That's what we're going to have to do. Faith is two brothers staying the course until thousands of pounds of steel could defy gravity and the air and fly. The right brothers. That's what faith is. It stays the course until the job gets done. Faith is Christopher Columbus staying the course and eventually discovering the new world. Read his, you know, his, his notes and stuff that he took. Uh, heavy stuff. Faith is a little nurse named Clara Barton following some Civil War soldiers until the Red Cross was formed. That's what faith is. Faith is. Faith is until. Faith doesn't stop until. Faith is spurred on by that word until. Until. Then number three, faith is power. To he that believeth, all things are possible. I've said before a number of times that faith is the opposite of fear. But when we act and we walk in faith, we're well able to conquer each and every fear. That's powerful to me. You don't have to be afraid. Death! And I've taught on death before. It's one of my favorite subjects, really. And some of you that have been with me, you know that. I'm not afraid of death. We, I mean, if you're afraid of death, sometimes I've taught before. Maybe you have a little bit of fear of death. Okay, it's going to happen. But we, the Bible teaches about death. That's why I like to teach about it. I've got to preach the whole gospel. I've told you before, it's important for us to keep our faith level above our fear level. Everybody has fears. Mm, everybody. Do you really know what's going to happen after you guys get married? Ooh, it should be a little bit of fear. But by faith, hallelujah, you're going to be all right. You've got to keep your faith level up higher now, Lenny. Hallelujah. Lisa, submit. No, 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 no. That's not the way it's done. That's not the way it's done. That's not the joking. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, 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 no. But in Christianity, you've got to keep your faith level above your fear level. Fear's looking, get down there, devil. I'm, I'm devil. Um, faith will take on anything. It'll, it's more, it makes us more than a conqueror. You're not even afraid of fear. Uh, that's powerful. Uh, you're able to conquer every fear. Ah. Uh, when no fears can dramatically affect your life. That's what faith does. No fear at all can dramatically affect you. Not at all. It was faith that made the Apostle Paul into the very fearless warrior that he was. Uh, that's the reason I've chosen this topic of, of faith today because it's power. And some of you believe that your, you know, I believe your faith is faltering. Your faith is flickering. Your faith is going out. And it's time to fan again to flames your faith this morning. That's very simple, simple sermon. We're going we're gonna to fan your faith today. God spoke to me. I know. I, I mean, I know when God speaks. Some of your faith is, it's time to get it up, Jack. We're going to lay hands, hallelujah, on your faith to move mountains. Hallelujah. Faith is so very vital. Because faith knows little or no fear. Faith knows little or no fear at all. Phillips Brooks, and I like this one. An old English preacher once said this. 
He said that. He was, oh, this is, this is powerful. Listen to this one. I'm going to take my time. Real short sentences, but here's what he said. He said he was unable to calculate what difficulty meant to genuine biblical faith. I'm going to repeat it two more times. Phillips Brooks, an old English preacher, said he was unable to calculate what genuine biblical, what difficulty, what difficulty meant to genuine biblical faith. In other words, when he had faith, not too much things were difficult. Not too many things were and, and, and we're going to have some difficulties, especially if you're married. And macho. <laughs> I'm talking to you ladies. Hey, <clears throat> hey, 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 like Nicky Cruz, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Listen, if I'm talking to ladies, men, you're worse. Amen. Uh, you're going to have difficulties, but I'm, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. It's faith that has kept this guy going. You ask my wife. It's not easy, but it's faith in God. The things of God and what God is able to do. See, faith is bold. It'll witness to anything that moves. Because it's bold, it's not afraid. Fearlessly believing that anyone can get saved. I've taught you before, one of my favorite scriptures, top 10 in the Bible. Philippians 4.22. The saints of God, chiefly they that are Caesar's household. I don't have time to explain it to you, but I've already explained it to you many times. But what that scripture means is God can raise Christians. God can raise Christians. God can raise Christians. If God can raise Christians in Nero, who was the worst man that ever lived on this planet, if God can raise Christians in his family, your family and all that, he was the worst, he had, he had the worst family ever. The guy was terrible, but God was raising up Christians there. I've said it before, God can't raise avocados in Alaska. In Santa Paula, yes. Citrus capital of the world. God can't raise avocados in equatorial Africa. He can't. But God can raise Christians Nothing limits the power of God. Be bold when you witness. I don't think that guy can change. Anybody can change. Anybody. Faith is bold. It believes. Mm. That's how this ministry was birthed. God can raise Christians anywhere. Faith, I would dare say, is a bigger commodity than many of us would care to understand. See, lack of faith, oh, listen to this. Lack of faith is the most damaging and damning of sins. Lack of faith. It's the most damning and, 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 and damaging of, and dooming of sins. Unbelief means that the unbeliever has not yet discovered reality. Think about that one. Unbelief means that the unbeliever hasn't discovered reality yet. You need a reality check. Because when you get saved, you start using this, 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 this new tool, this new weapon you got called faith. And then, you know, it's like, starts. it's a bad weapon. I didn't know. I got saved and I was saved and, you know, I entered into reality now. I didn't know it. I went into our prayer closet in the men's home and I started praying. God save my grandmother. God save my grandfather. Those were my first two prayers. And guess what? God saved my grandmother, and God saved my grandfather, and guess who God used to save them? God answers prayer. 
went to my grandma's house. Nana, Dios me cambió la vida. Ya soy cristiano. I don't know if you understand Spanish. Uh, but I told her in, in, in Spanish, Grandma, Jesus Christ changed my life and I'm no longer a drug addict. She started to cry. To cry. I'll never forget that day. She started crying. She, she, her first words were, Yo sabía. She had faith. When nobody else had faith, especially a person like me, you didn't know me. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but my grandma wouldn't lose faith and hope and love. So when I told her God changed my life, she, she says, I knew it. Yo sabía que Stevito iba a cambiar. Stevito's me. Uh, you know, it was like, wow. Then, then after I, I, I prayed for a letter to the Lord in Spanish, I had to, I had to translate my, uh, I, had to, I had to translate the Bible's hard. But she got saved. Then I went over to my grandfather's. And he was, you know, he was supposed to have a, he was supposed to get, uh, you know, he was going to go to surgery. All that. I prayed with him. And when I prayed with him, after we prayed, he goes, ¿Qué pasó, Esteban? He, he, he grabbed my hands. He goes, what's wrong? He goes, you got fire in your hands. <laughs> but that's what God did. So God did. Just a little vessel in, in, in faith. I started, faith started happening. God started honoring faith. I entered into reality of what, what, what prayer and faith can really do when they're mixed together. Ah. Look at Luke 18. As I close, hallelujah. Luke 18. We're going somewhere and I'm ending. I'm landing, I'm landing this, this thing here. Like Pastor I would say from Colorado Springs, I'm landing this puppy here. So you might hear that either next Wednesday or not this Wednesday, following Wednesday, or else maybe Sunday. Luke 18, 2. Through verse 8. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming, who kept coming, who kept coming to him with the plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. Ay, Senora, here she comes again. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find what? Faith on this earth. See, God has a certain radar for faith. And when he comes back again, guess what he's going to be looking for? He's going to come in a stealth bomber. I'm just kidding. But he's going to come. And he's going to look for faith. Ooh, faith, faith. And he's going to take it. Faith, oh, faith, faith. Yeah, here they come. Will he find faith such as this little woman on this earth? See, God is the great detector of faith. He's got a radar for faith. When God created man, you read in the book of Genesis, he got mad at man. So home director just don't get mad at people. God got mad at man. He had his home. Got mad. And he wanted to destroy the earth. He's going he to destroy everybody, but all of a sudden he detected 
faith in the family of Noah. So he didn't. He spared it. See, God is a great detector. And he's always looking out for people of faith. Remember the widow woman with the issue of blood? 32 years she'd had the issue of blood. All of a sudden she sneaks up on, on God and she touches the hem of his garment. And guess what happens? He detects what? Faith. He said, who touched me? I felt virtue come out of me. Ah, faith. Jesus detected it. And again, I believe God gave me this message because he detects that some of you have been losing faith. Just like he detects faith coming, he, I believe he can detect faith leaving, dwindling, maybe even dying in some of your lives. The widow woman of Luke 18, she exhibited long-term enduring faith. 32 years! Long-term faith. She wouldn't give in or she wouldn't give up. That's the reason why faith is so important. And the enemy knows that. Because faith is the one weapon that he has no defense against. It's one of the weapons he has no defense. Faith, hope, and love. The enemy has no defense against faith, hope, and love. It's one of the weapons he can't fight against. And he doesn't want you to have faith. He wants you to be a weak warrior. But I don't. I want you a strong warrior. See, when God's people are armed with faith, the enemy's kingdom can be destroyed. Ephesians 6.16 says, in the King James, above all, put on, grab the shield of, above all. It's talking about the soldier, the Christian soldier. And he says, above everything, Paul says, the shield of faith. The, the shield was, was a four foot by two foot piece of armor, powerful. But it was not a weapon necessarily of defense. It was really a weapon of offense, because faith is offensive. It takes the offense. It doesn't let the devil mess with it. And what they used to do is they used to line up in rows with their shield. Boom. Four feet by two feet. Now all together. So when the fiery darts would come, they would hit them. But what they would do is once the darts would then they'd move up. Ta-da! Uh, everybody in some more. Ta-da! You're wondering by faith if I want to do some more. And then some more. I'll stop there. That's what they would do. They, it, was, it was offensive. Faith, that's what it does. It's a weapon of war. And the enemy don't like it. Can you imagine if all of us had that shield of faith on the day? The enemy hates that. Uh, see, the Calvary Road is not only a rocky road, it's a long road. And throughout my nearly 29 years of salvation, I've seen a number of people that along the road, along the way, faith died. They were doing great. But along the Calvary Road, sometimes faith dies. Some of your faith has been dying here today. Don't let it die. Don't let it die here today. Let it resurge. Let it resurface to go on to do what God's called you to do. There's a number of you here today. I know that. I've been praying for you when I was gone for two weeks that I see you here today. God brought you for a purpose and a reason. And we're moving fast for a purpose and a reason. Uh, Matthew 8, 28. Told you a lot of Bible, but I like this one. Matthew 8, 28 to 34. With this I close. 
Matthew 8, 28. Through 34. Do you have it? When he arrived at the other side of the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with the Son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. See how powerful the word of God is? All we got to do is say it. Go. So they came out and went into the pigs. And the whole herd rushed down the steep bank to the lake and died in the water. Those standing the pigs ran off and went to the town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and they saw him. They pleaded for him to leave their region. What did they do? Pleaded for Christ. To leave the region. Uh, so you would have thought they would have come and said, Oh, how great. I'm glad you're here, Jesus. What, what took you? No. They, they wanted him to leave. Get away from Dakota. Don't come to East Oakland, Jesus. Because there's a liquor store in every corner. We don't want you here. Why? Because fear gripped that neighborhood. Fear. Pigs were afraid. But they loved it there because they could do whatever they wanted to. See that young lady? I'm going to turn her into a dauphin. Her dad was a dauphin. Her grandpa was a dauphin. Grandma was a dauphin. She's going to be a dauphin. Jesus comes to town. No, 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 no. Get away from here. Because fear is the order of the day. We got to drive out that fear by faith. That's what's been happening in Dakota. That's what's been happening in Oakland and Hayward. Uh, look at 929. Thought I forgot it. So did I until I looked at the scripture. 